1: Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the
3: iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What was your main takeaway in the game? My main takeaway was the Dolphins did a really incredible job defensively. You talked about them playing a lot of man. Yeah, and man. by
4: the way, let's be clear, I don't know who what was worse, but my. Pick was bad on Lamar. And you know what? The way uh, rush yards over from yesterday. And you know what? If I would have been told what the scheme was and all the zero blitzes, I would have been like, I like it more. So. I there's no handicap in which I'm saying that's why this didn't happen. I don't you know, I don't understand why I didn't. It's there is randomness to all of this. I thought that was a good pick and in hindsight I still do, though I think there's something about what they were doing with that cover zero that I don't fully understand. And I think the Dolphins kind
3: of thought what you thought and they said, you know, we're going to stack the box in. We're going to make him throw into this
4: instead. Yeah, but of... in a weird way, if you're blitzing like they were a ton, it hurts the completions. It hurts the number of times they even try to pass in a way. But well, I, I, there's a bunch of different ways. that th- That's the thing. There's like different things moving at once. Blitz or not, can you get pressure without the blitz? And how many are in the box? And each of them by themselves have a certain reaction to how often a team's going to pass and how often the quarterback's going to run. But combined, they can get different. It, it can be weird. So, I didn't exactly see your props number. How'd that do? Well, well over. So, that was an easy one. Easy. So, you are saying...
3: It was going to be tight until. Well, no, late. no, that's great. No, it was going to be tight until late in the game, and then the Ravens had to just
4: throw the ball. Because they were behind. That was, if you knew they were behind, you would have loved the I would bet have loved even it, more. sure. So, congratulations on that one. Um, I think the thing about the cover zero is, and this is something I never really thought about till today, is when a team is a big underdog, and Miami was a big underdog. Over a touchdown. There's different ways to play a high-variance game. What does that mean? It means you want there to be extremes. If a score goes the way... If someone's a nine-point underdog and someone comes back from the game and you didn't see it and you say, how'd it go? Oh, about as expected. You're thinking that nine-point dog didn't do well at all, right? Because what's expected is them to get their butts kicked. Well, you want it to be, man... Now, if I bet the dog on the money line... I want the guy coming back from the game saying, whoo, I never seen nothing like that. Now I'm thinking, oh, I'm live. Now, maybe I lost by 70, but you know what? It's still just a loss. So I want high variance if I'm Miami. And you know ways to get high variance? Trick plays and stuff. And they had some of those. But also intrinsically zero blitzes, which is no, it's man to man and everyone else is coming. Also known as bringing the house (laughs) <laughs> it's a situation where that is high variance intrinsically. Here in pregame, we've been talking a lot about off off mic about
3: EPA and the finding the biggest plays. And in this game, it felt like every big EPA play was for the Dolphins. And mm-hmm. there's the the fumble return touchdown, Justin Tucker missing a field goal. One that is going to be—it's not going to be talked about a lot—but the big play that got them down at the very end of the game, where the Ravens needed a stop, needed a stop. They they ended up moving the ball from the ten to the eleven, giving the Dolphins room to get a first down at the one, and they did get a first down at the one. If that ball gets spotted at the ten instead of the eleven, they've got to kick a field goal. The Ravens they go
4: for it there. It's still a
3: risky sure, but the Ravens would get the ball presumably with a chance. To go down the field and have a chance to tie the game, so some big plays, none of them went for the Ravens.
4: Yeah, so if you look at it, here's the the biggest EPA plays, and the one in which Lamar Jackson short pass, and it was a so in the, oh a fumble. Wow, okay, there's the play by play, and Howard brings it back. That was an eight point swing based upon EPA. And then if you go with the idea of two is completed a deep pass, and uh, that was... the one that took him down to the 11-yard. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, boom, that was a 4.6. And you go down the list, like you said, a vast majority of the key biggest plays, the biggest impactful plays fell to Miami. And you know what? If you look at success rate, what is that? It's every play is graded, success or not. That's it. A or B. And... If you look at that over a season, the best success rates on a team for a team are usually going to be the best teams, almost to a man or to a team. But if you look at EPA, it is part of success rate, but if there's a play that's worth 8 points, that's just counted as one successful play for Miami. This is counted as like 80 times a normal play, right? Really. And over the course of a season, and we talked about this this week, if you line up a team's success rate, and you line up a team's EPA, whenever the EPA is different by a significant margin, it means that that team either got lucky or unlucky, and it probably is going to regress. Miami has been the most unlucky team in the league. that Their success rate has been higher than their EPA by the biggest margin. You would expect that to turn around, and it did here. Now, why didn't I like Miami yesterday? I thought everything else was to the advantage of Baltimore. The better team by over a touchdown on Thursday does really well, historically. And which I didn't even mention yesterday, thankfully, because it might have caused more people to bet Baltimore, just didn't have time, was Baltimore's offense is very unique, so, Steelers see it twice a year when you're out of division on a short week against that offense, that is tough. Miami, hey, great job. So, in general, I would say, to wrap my perspective on the game, and we'll get a j s final words. Miami got lucky, Baltimore got unlucky. You play that game a hundred times, even the way it was played just don't have the random plays. I think Baltimore wins. But I think Miami's underrated, and probably still are, so there was a lot of things happening at once. Miami underrated, Baltimore in a really good spot, Baltimore's success rate being higher, so per play they were doing better, but Miami getting the big plays. You add it up. Miami wins. We have big questions about Baltimore. I've got one last thought, but I want to make that last last the penultimate thought. For the me. the
3: penultimate sure. thought is the you saw what happened with Jacoby Brissett. He leaves with an injury. He's ready to come back out. Mm-hmm. They say no, no, friend.
4: Which makes you wonder why Tua
3: wasn't in there to start with. They didn't have a third quarterback on the roster yeah, but, so clearly.
4: Yeah, but they could listen. If he was if he had a ACL, he wasn't going to go out. Right. Right. So he was, and he played fairly well. Right. He played better than Brissett. So, if you are able to go in the game and play better than the guy starting ahead of you, that means there was some discretion in the choice not to start Absolutely, you. And there's a message in that. My final thought here is, we've talked about how Baltimore is different passing the ball this year. And there's three possibilities, I think, of what could happen. One is really good, one is really bad, and we saw it last night, and one is in between. So up till now, it was Baltimore was a great running team prior to this season with Lamar, but a questionable passing team. And that's when they got behind. It was a problem. Okay. This year, they became a much better passing team. And that's still the case even if you look at these stats. So if you think for a minute, wow, imagine if they can run as well as they ever have. But when they fall behind, which happens sometimes, they can pass like they never could. That is a Super Bowl team. And that's a possibility. We haven't seen it yet. All right. The final possibility is what we did see. The passing was a Fugazi. They got lucky. You know, Lamar's stats are better passing, but you know what? There's really no reason that they are. It's just kind of luck. And I'm not saying that's the case, but it could be the case. It could be that all the some of that passing really wasn't about new skill for Lamar. How do you know it's a Fugazi? Well, it's a fake. Yeah, I know what a Fugazi is. And if that's... A Fugazi, as they say, and they can't run like they used to. This team's worse than they've ever been. So this is the question you gotta ask about Baltimore. How good are they running? So far this year, it hasn't it's been a little bit above average in the league, but not anywhere near where they've been historically. How good are they passing? Well, we got a little bit of data that says better than before, but boy, I don't trust a little bit of data. This the team could be much worse than they've ever been. Agreed. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m.
1: Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
1: Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well... If you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach.
1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
3: live chugging. All right, RJ, let's take a look at the game-by-game rundown. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts' 10-point favorites at home against the Jacksonville Jags.
4: The Colts' record is obviously deceiving. Jacksonville is off a big win. What we've seen historically is with Urban Meyer's teams, and again, small sample size, is we've seen they seem to be celebratory after they win. They came off that bye flat. Remember that Seattle game? Now they have another win. I question a little bit, are the Colts demoralized by Tennessee beating the Rams? But maybe they've given up on the division. That's what Fezzik thought when I broached it to him on the podcast. Double digits are a lot, but what I can say for sure is when you bet an underdog that's a big underdog, a big chunk of your value is thinking the big favorite might be flat. I don't think the Colts can be flat here, and thus I don't like the dog,
3: but I don't lay doubles. I, I agree. I think the Jags only scoring one touchdown in the last two weeks is enough to keep me off the Well, as but well. remember Trevor Lawrence is the savior. <laughs> uh, maybe the new savior, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, minus two and a half, hosting the Cleveland Browns.
4: A lot of people are going to think back to hey, remember that Thursday game? The quarterback was out, the running back was out, but that guy stepped up. Running backs don't matter. Okay, maybe. But if there's anyone, and I was on Boston, the Sports Hub, which is a Fox affiliate this morning, and I told those guys, who is the who preys upon the weak, the best? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. He makes you play left-handed, even if you have a broken left hand. <laughs> Especially if you have a broken left hand. And to me, when you start taking away... I mean, my theory is he might have had a physis- or a, like a uh, which one of the orthopedic specialists explained to him when the shoulders hurt what kind of throws is Baker going to have trouble with? I mean, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. And I think that whenever you have a flawed the thing about Belichick is he does well against everyone. But he does the most well against flawed quarterbacks. And by definition, rookies and second-year guys are flawed from inexperience. And you know what? Baker is flawed even beyond his limitations now physically. But you combine that with other players being out, I think the Patriots exploit it. I'm a buyer on Cleveland in general in this spot. New England. Dallas
3: Cowboys coming off a humiliating loss. Nine-point favorites at home against Atlanta.
4: Dallas' defense is overrated. We talked about EPA versus success rate. Well, here we are. Dallas' success rate, not that great on defense. Their EPA is pretty good. What's the difference? Big plays. What's the biggest play you can make on defense? Interceptions. Cowboys have had an inordinate number of interceptions. One, and a number, a rate that is very unlikely to repeat itself. So that means Dallas's future performance will be worse than the past performance. And thus I want no interest with them as a big favor.
3: Dallas's defense last five games, 25 points per game, all against bottom half of the league offenses. Buffalo, minus 12 and a half, also coming off an embarrassing loss. They are at the New York Jets.
4: Now, let's not forget the Bills against... The Miami Dolphins, a team we talked about earlier, an underrated team, right here on the show, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and co-host, is, I mean, we just keep that empty in case we got to move it. Fair enough. But (laughs) we told you, hey, look at Miami and under in that Bills game. And I'm still complaining about it almost two weeks later, but you know what it tells you? It could have very easily, one extra play one way, and the Bills could have lost two in a row as double-digit favorites. And what would we be saying now? Something different. So, yeah, if a team had an aberration, a fluky game, then you think, well, I I don't want to play against them the next week because they're going to be focused, right? It's not the underperformance or the lackadaisicalness of the favorite that you can count on when a team loses like Buffalo last week. But then you ask yourself, but they almost lost two weeks in a row. So, is this that Buffalo's just way overrated? So, if you want to bet against Buffalo, you can only do it because you think they're way overrated. But you can't do it because you think they're going to be flat. Because they're not going to be flat. I think they might be overrated. I'm passing. Tennessee Titans, minus three, hosting the New Orleans Saints. Now, when does Sean Payton's genius matter? And he's a genius on offense. And when does the reality of the limitations of this team matter. With Kamara out now, you got to think, okay, typically he's worth about a point. Is he worth maybe even two here? Now, again, I don't know if he's, any running back's ever going to be worth two anymore. But Kamara's a receiver. I don't know. I just know this. I don't want to bet against maybe, in my opinion, the second best coach in football. I and mean, I do believe that is Sean Payne. I put any read below that. But... I can't bet on a team that has the one playmaker they have out with quarterbacks that you could make the case. Who's officially starting? Simeon, Trevor Simeon. Wasn't he out of the league for a year? I don't know about that. I mean, he I... was with Denver for a couple. You I know, mean, I think he, the point. He, I'm... he was, yeah. His, his football references skips a year for that reason. <laughs> That's my point. The guy was selling used cars or something like that or maybe just hanging out who knows <laughs> he might have been playing he might have been playing Madden but the only football he was the playbook play, the only football he was playing was Madden now he's starting and wait a minute Tennessee could be by some people's assessment the best team in the NFL I don't think they are but if you look at the last 6 weeks or 5 weeks and look at who's performed the best they are they've had the best performance they proved last week I think, maybe, that they don't need Henry to be good, though their offense wasn't very good last week. It's deceiving because of the score. But now they're only three, which means they're slightly better than New Orleans right now. This line is giving so much respect to New Orleans. I bet a lot of people are just chomping at the bit for Tennessee. I don't want to bet against one of the two geniuses in the game, so I won't. One last thing. Coming in, Tennessee was all about great offense. Can their defense be better than horrible? The defensive line, and Greg Cosell was talking about this on Colin yesterday, right here on FSR, you could make the case in the last month, the best defensive front in football has been Tennessee. So let's not forget, this isn't about anymore, is Tennessee horrible or bad on defense? That front's been playing exceptionally well. Is it sustainable? I don't know. But that's a change that no one expected with Tennessee. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, minus eight, hosting the Detroit Lions. My third best bet, if there was a third one, would be Detroit. And the reason is pretty simple. Detroit has played exceptionally well when they haven't been overly fatigued. And when I say exceptionally well, I mean relative to expectation, right? Lions good, we'll call it. Well, we'll call it ATS good, right? <laughs> but what's been deceiving is they've had some horrible ATS results against the spread results. And you know what? Typically, there's some handicappers that said, "Yeah, I know." Some people said it was like their Super Bowl against the Rams, but we're going to ignore that. And We're going to bet them plus three against Minnesota, or I'm sorry, against Philadelphia. Nah, that wasn't a place to be because they were tired. You know what? Lines are off a bye. So this is their best spot of the year off a bye. Teams off a bye on the road are even better. Teams that are winless off the road are even better. You know what I'm going to do? I'm making this my best bet. I'm going to give the other game <laughs> in the last segment. But for the record... I've talked myself in. It's just too good. Because the winless off a of bye is amazing. Because the whole two weeks, they're hearing how bad they are. They're hearing that they're winless. They're putting ze- People are getting paper mache zeros and putting it around their neck. Well, not really, but metaphorically <laughs> again. And, th- and these are professional athletes. They want nothing less than to be derided, to be hazed by fat people at Denny's and stuff. Now, they're not in Denny's, but they're walking by maybe. So, to me... This is a perfect spot, and Pittsburgh has a tendency to be flat when they can be flat under Tomlin, because if it's a big game, they get up. They get up more than most, but they are flat more than most. Detroit best bet will have a bonus best bet in the last segment.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. absolute fire on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the Right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast have a ton of questions about LASIK you're not alone that's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends...
4: Uh, we got my best bet coming up, and I'll do that right now. Keep it simple. And this is the game that's now my second best bet, because I decided to make Detroit my bet. There's just a lot of best bets. you got to love it. <laughs> and I'm going to keep this one simple. It's Washington. And they're 9.5. And, and my rationale was simple. Washington's a team that's better than their record, better than their results. We saw the Green Bay game. They played very competitively. And again, they did poorly, ultimately getting in the end zone. But here's the thing. Tampa Bay was favored by 7.5 last week, the look-ahead line. Now, Tampa Bay didn't play last week. Washington didn't play last week. No injuries really were significantly different. These It's the exact same matchup. It's a rare thing where you have the look-ahead line, and then nothing changes, and now it's two points higher. Those two points are gravy, as I call them. Let's take them. Second best bet, we're going with Washington. I know it's hard. Plus nine and a half. It's hard to bet against Brady. That's the point. That's why it's a good bet. But I am going to go with Detroit as my best bet. AJ? College football, best bet.
3: Florida Atlantic minus 6.5 against Old Dominion. This is a buy low, sell high spot One of spot the big there. games of the week. One of the big, big games. <laughs> Florida Atlantic's coming off a drubbing against Marshall, but their, their defense actually did a good job holding down Grant Wells and company in the red zone especially. And then Old Dominion was on the right side of a, a win against Florida International, who is the worst team in Conference USA. And Florida Atlantic's an easy read. All of their losses have come against the strongest competition they faced at Florida, at Air Force, at UAB, and then last week at Marshall. Old Dominion's won two straight against the two worst teams in the conference. They're still awful. Still haven't beat a team with a pulse this week, this year, and I don't think they start this weekend. Florida Atlantic, minus six and a half. Going to be my best bet.
4: 10 seconds, you got a UFC bonus.
3: Yeah, Ben Rothwell minus 160 against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. You can't knock this guy out, and that's Wasn't all. Wasn't
4: the... he on Laverne and Shirley? He was. Okay, was he? Was okay.
3: And uh, he's he's turned into kind of a res, smuggling res, wrestler Who type. Uh, Delima and Ben Rothwell is not going to be out wrestled here. Ben Rothwell, lots of ways to win minus one sixty co main event.
4: You know, you keep hearing about ESPN's ratings going down for sports, I'm worried for them that people are just saying, you know, I can skip all that and just listen to Friday Straight Out of Vegas and like get caught up on the whole week. But you know what? I don't care. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. All right. Who needs them? Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to
0: see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
2: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SCC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.